Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. Hey, Joyce, we had such big news last week right after we recorded our uh, video. This is what always happens. Yeah. So what's going to happen today? We're recording on September 28th. So two hours later, something's going to break. I would love to know what it is. Will it be that, uh, who knows? I, I won't even speculate. I can't even. What could it be? Another movie well, coming last out? Last week, it was it was Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams, Joyce, shook the internet. We we don't need to go over the details because I feel like it's already old. But I do want to talk about it. because So uh, Michelle Williams being campaigned as a lead for the Fablemans, not supporting actress, after many of our favorite pundits had said she was going to win Best Supporting Actress. I mean, including us, to be fair. Certainly. Like everyone this entire year, really since the movie was announced or when she was cast like two years ago. (laughs) We had her, we did our very early picks in March, uh, right after the Oscars. It was like, Michelle Williams, congratulations on your Oscar. Uh, Now, maybe a little bit in doubt because she's going lead for Fablemans, not supporting, which we talked about in our, our typing column, makes supporting actress completely wild west. I feel like there is no consensus there. You could have a million different permutations i don't know I, I still like jesse buckley i guess is the default lead in that category but i'm not even sure she'll get nominated personally a uh, lot of fluctuations there and then best actress now michelle williams is seemingly uh penciled in underneath Kate blanchett and michelle yo would you say um yeah i like what was funny was that in like in the immediate like minutes and like hours after that broke last week there were a lot of people who are like, will she even get in now? And I'm like, she will get in. <laughs> like the question now is like, can she win? <laughs> right. I guess the only way I thought we, I said this when we were doing our typing and I don't think this will happen. The only way she wouldn't get in is if voters went on, took it in their own hands and some decided it's a supporting performance and she's going to be on my ballot for supporting and enough people do that and she doesn't get in for lead. I just don't believe that'll happen though at all. No, because I, I also mentioned this in the column, like I, I is um, the same as Kate Winslet's or like Keisha Castle Hughes who were running supporting for their movies. And then um, voters rejected that. And right. was like, we're nominating you in lead. And they did because like Keisha Castle Hughes, she was a lead of that movie. They just ran her in supporting because she was a child. Sure. And Kate Winslet, they ran her in supporting for the reader because she also had Revolutionary Road, which Oscars did not care for at all. Mistakes, Michael, mistakes uh, were made. A surprise Michael Shannon nomination. Yeah. Mistakes um, were made, it's a much better movie. And then, you know, like Keith Stanfield two years ago, it was just like, you know, no one could figure out that fifth spot in supporting actor. And we all know like Danny Kaluuya was a co-lead, like they're, they're leads in that movie. Yes. And they were just splitting them up and Daniel was gonna run away with it in supporting. And then it was just like people were trying to fill out their supporting actor ballot and just put him in supporting too. And he got in over these other, you know, fringe contenders like mm-hmm. your pal Jared Leto <laughs> I, um, for the for little sure. things. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, so like, you know, that movie Judas, no lead in that movie, apparently, according right. to Oscar voters, but she doesn't have this same uh, problem, I guess you can call it, where she is clearly the 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 main female uh, performer in the movie I was gonna say Lee but like I don't want that to be misinterpreted but like you know there's like no other like female character really in that movie whereas like you have multiple men in that movie like sure. adult men 
And so I don't think there will be any like confusion wh whether like she is like, you know, like the main female focus, like, you know, with like another woman in the cast or whatever. And, you know, she doesn't have a second film really in the running. Um, she has showing up, but you know, I think that's 2023 now, also. I don't think it's coming out, this yeah. Year. Like, that's that I think that's screening at like New York Film yeah. Festival right yeah. now, but it yeah. Is. Um, so I think like if she gets on a role, if it like and gets you know precursor nominations and lead, I think voters will just accept her there and do it. I think the bigger question is like, since so many pundits and critics were pressed about this. It's yes. like when they do their gazillion critics awards in December and January, will they retaliate and award her or nominate her in supporting? I don't think so. I think people are inherently lazy and I think they just go with whatever uh, is put in front of them. And also they want their groups to presage the Oscars. Yeah, a lot of them want to be like, we predicted the Oscars. Correct. Not all of them, but some of them. So it doesn't actually help your group's like Q rating or whatever. If you're like, I'm just going to put Michelle Williams in supporting because gosh, we think she's supporting. It's like, no, you're going to just pick her and lead or you won't have her win. But I, I don't think they're actually going to do, I don't I think mean, they're they, going to do that. LA did it to uh, Patricia Arquette um, for Boyhood. So this sure. is like the, the comp that a lot of people made uh, about like their performances. Like we, neither of us have seen Fablemans. Not yet. So, no. Um, but this was the comp like a lot of people made that like she's kind of like Patricia in that movie and she you know Patricia obviously swept in supporting but LA critics uh, gave her best actress right and I think I could have seen that happening because I think after it happened I saw like Katie Rich I think for Vanity Fair was like it's a win for mothers because mothers in these movies are always designated supporting which I'm like that's a somewhat shaky premise when you have like Michelle Yeoh in the race this year who is a mom and like the whole movie's yeah. about motherhood but I get the idea, like Patricia Arquette certainly is a great comp for that. And it's like, oh, well, she's the lead in this net. So like, I could see somebody like upselling her, let's say in a critic group if this hadn't happened. But now that it did happen, I don't think yeah, they're going like, to knock her down. And both of those movies are also centered on the child right. who is a male. Right. So, um, but you know, like this, this outrage or whatever, which was it's truly hysterical. Like everyone just up in arms on Twitter last week. Yes. Um, but you know this the same thing happened four years ago when olivia coleman went lead and right. for the favorite and emma stone and rachel weiss were going supporting and so many people are like she's giving up an easy win in supporting and then she and won't that happened so <laughs> now i'm not counting out michelle williams because like you said i think if she gets in if the narrative was the performance is great but we really love michelle williams and she should have an oscar then that's still the narrative whether she's lead or supporting and if her top competition is Kate Blanchett for Tar and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere, Kate Blanchett already has two Oscars. So while I think the performance is amazing and like Daniel Day Lewis esque, and certainly should like steamroll and win, uh, and we've seen them want to give a third Oscar like to Frances McDormand recently, maybe that you could argue like Kate, we don't need to give Kate another Oscar. She's our, we know she's great. Like, and here's how Michelle Williams wins. I, I could see that happening. I don't think it's like a total, well, she just lost now. No, like she still has a path to win, especially if Fableman's remains like the best picture front runner. Exactly. Um, and yeah, like I, I mean, you know, if, if like everyone is like all in on Kate who has career best reviews for this, you know, I don't think, I mean, there's no official reviews out really. I mean, well, some of them from Tip for Fablements, but like like Michelle Williams has glowing reviews, mm -hmm. you know, and, but this was also what, when those were written, people still thought like she was in supporting, right? you know? So I think with the knowledge that now she's in lead, I don't know how that will affect people's perception of the race, you know, or right. like it, it would change like how they feel about like her chances there and um and, and the performance but and yeah so like I mean I think if like if they still if more enough people prefer Kate overall then she's still gonna win right you know? I, I think so too yeah um and Michelle now we have two Michelles so this is just killing my dream of Michelle's and Brendan's winning each of the acting races so would have been nice I know um 
Yeah, and what was I gonna say? Um, even well, we have Kate and Michelle and Michelle. Right. Yeah, so two Michelles and and then who are your other? So how are your best actress picks looking now? Like, what do you got? Um, I don't even know what I have. I put Michelle Williams in second. in first in second. No, and I have I have I have Kate in first. So okay. So I have Michelle, I have Kate, Michelle Williams, Michelle Yeoh, Viola, and Margot. Right. So, so I have- uh, Who did I have last week? I don't remember. <laughs> I think you had Naomi Aki at one point. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I have Kate Blanchett winning also. I have Michelle Yeoh, and then I have Viola Davis in third, Michelle Williams in fourth, and Jennifer Lawrence hanging Now, on. you were one of those people who was like, will she get in? I think you could argue she won't get in, but I think she still will. Because in the end- it's really, I feel like it will end up being about like passion. And like we had said previously, I don't think the passion is going to be there for Olivia Coleman. I think it's going to be like a, 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 a strong respect. And I think Michelle Williams actually will have passion because people really like her. And it'd be nice to have her nominated. Olivia Coleman gets nominated all the time, seemingly, like we said. And this is also like a showing of her strength as a, as a Oscar nominee, basically. But I just think that Michelle will probably get in. But originally, I did think that she wouldn't even get in because I was like, "There's just not a lot of room." It's definitely the no, most crowded like category. It's, she's, she's entering the more competitive field, right? right. But she has the stronger movie. Um, well, that too. Like I, I dropped Olivia like two weeks ago already. Yeah. So you dropped Olivia for Michelle. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sticking with Lawrence for now, but I could see like switching in Daniel Deadweiler or something after when we see Till. I mean, I I really only feel safe. I mean, I guess I feel safe with um, Kate and Michelle Yeoh just because Michelle Yeoh has been around the longest. Um, and uh, yeah, and like Michelle Williams. Oh God, we have to use their full names. <laughs> um, yeah, like if, I mean, really, unless the Fableman's completely bombs, like she, she's getting in. Yeah. So... And it's really just kind of like the last two slots that I could see other people filtering in and out. Right. Um, so yeah, Viola and Margot. I, I've had both Danielle Deadweiler and Naomi Aki um, and also Olivia right. in like the past month. So it's, it's a it's a stack category as, as usual, it seems. Um, yeah, and I also, I also don't agree because, uh, you know, so many people are calling it category fraud for Michelle Williams. And I I don't, She's going the reverse way. I only consider it category fraud if you're a lead running and supporting. Because yes. you have the advantage. Absolutely. Because you have the the bigger character arc, you're, you're probably driving the narrative of the story and obviously more screen time. So you're going to supporting and you're basically just kind of monopolizing the category because you're you're overtaking these like actual true supporting performances. Correct. Which we've seen a lot of like in recent years, especially in supporting actor. It happens often in supporting actor where yeah. it's a lead male performance. Like like, like Paul Racy two years ago, well, he was only the true, the real true like supporting performance. You can kind of make the case with like Chicago Sevens and Ensemble and also like One Night in Miami. But anyway, like she, if like, you know, I think out of TIFF, a lot of people, I don't recall seeing a lot of people being like, she should be in lead. It was no. just kind of like a, a borderline um, performance, I guess. And people just kind of was like, yes, like she's definitely going to win supporting. Um, so, so when you're like going into the lead category from supporting, like that's harder to do. So like right. more props to you if you can actually win there Correct. with less screen time you know it's like yeah, it's not fraud if it's a it's a negative for yourself yeah like she's only hurting herself right. whereas if she were an actual lead going and supporting she's hurting other people like actual supporting performers right so i guess it could also be like i mean like yeah you know like anthony hopkins and sam's lamps like like little screen time you know but his overall presence makes you feel like he's elite and also like francis mcdormand and fargo True. she's in there for like what like 27 minutes yeah but again, she's like the default female lead. And yeah, I feel like, like a really strong presence. She won. Um, Nicole came in into hours, another like triptych mm -hmm. thing, which is like Olivia Coleman. Um, Olivia had more screen time, but like Nicole came in was like 30 minutes too in the hours. So I, th I thought I saw Mark Harris, uh, who who's married to Tony Kushner, Joyce. I think he deleted this because I was just looking for it, but he was talking about how the, uh, 
the screen time shook out and that Michelle Williams' screen time was like more than every, you know, many of the nominees, at least in recent years. Yeah, but I think he he was just, um, he only tweeted like her actual minutes and like it's more important to to, uh, look at the percentage because movies have different runtimes and this movie is like three hours long. Right, that's true. That's true. But I guess the, the point being that like, it's not like she's like in it for 20 minutes. Right. Here, let me go to um, Screen Time Central. Sure. And, and let me look at the short. I'm also not a big fan of this this whole debate because I'm like, a lead is a lead because you know it's like the main performance, right? So it's like, it doesn't, like Anthony Hopkins is a great example. He is the lead of the movie because the whole movie revolves around him, even if he's only in it for 20 minutes, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like, of course, like this movie is obviously about like Spielberg's childhood. Um, but you know, it's un- like everyone knows that like he had a very close relationship with his mom. Right. And, like, and everyone who's seen his movie has talked about like how yes. that relationship is a, a huge focus, especially in the beginning of the movie. And she kind of, I think she disappears a little bit in the middle like, when he's a teenager, you know? Well, maybe and comes back. Also, like it's seemingly all, all the conflict in the movie derives from her. So it's like yeah. she's like the driving engine of the movie. Again, okay. we haven't seen it. So screen time, central according to Screen Time Central for Best Actress. Yes. The shortest performance to win based on length is Patricia Neal. Yes, this is another great example for HUD. 21 minutes, 51 seconds. Um, yeah, again, like that's, I think she got nominated at the Globes and Supporter, mm-hmm. um, but she won Best Actress, obviously. And then in terms of percentage, oh, sad one. Um, Louise Fletcher, RIP, who uh-huh. passed away last week. What time, um, Joyce? I know in Cuckoo's Nest, she was in there for 16.96%. Um, so she, that's the smallest percentage. And in terms of length, where is she? Oh, she's second. So second short in terms of length, 22 minutes and 37 seconds. But hard to argue again that she's not like the female, obviously female. Yeah, leader. like she's still like, obviously it robs them on like Jack's character, but Nurse Ratchet, iconic character performance. Right. And so I think that's what you're film. looking at. For yeah. Michelle Williams, and it's like, yeah, she'll compete with these people. I mean, I have Viola Davison. You could, I could easily argue Viola Davis is not the lead of the Woman King, even though she's a titular she, she character. Is a, she is a co-lead. He's like, a co-lead. Is, yeah. Um. Yeah. So it like that that situation like, I it would be more like Duso should be in lead, but like I never expected her to be in lead, and like no. winner in lead. No, either. but that's also what you were saying too. Viola could could category fraud herself as supporting if she really wanted to. We saw that. I mean, right. I Viola, all of her, well, except for doubt, like her her nominated performances has always been, I guess, uh, debated. Yeah, among people, like the help she could have easily gone supporting to. Sure. Um, fences. I mean, I mean, the you know she Michelle Williams. She like that Oscar wasn't great for her for Manchester by the Sea and supporting, and then Viola decided to go supporting for Fences, and she won. And then, you know, the whole Ma Rainey thing two years ago when she's in there for, I guess, I don't know where she, like 20 minutes. Oh, this is winners. The, titu- the titular role, another another titular Yeah, the titular role. role. Um, and then, and yeah, so now we have this. I mean, like she's she's the lead. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's the woman king. It's it's more that um, Thuso's performance and character sneaks up on you. Yeah. So that's the thing and she's not she's like Duso is like the heart of the movie and she's Mm -hmm. I mean this is not a spoiler but she's like the young um warrior who they recruit and they're training so like when when you're like the mentee the trainee like um you know like looking up to uh like the leader Viola then like they, they, you're typically in supporting anyway. right like even hawk in training day yes exactly so uh yeah so viola and ma rainey was in there for 26 minutes and 41 right. seconds 28 percent of the movie so this is already so i mean we'll see like you said i think of these movies the reason michelle williams would it's not as as catastrophic as as the the twitter response maybe was last week is that the movie remains the favorite right and it's like so if the movie ends up winning multiple oscars that's going to easily make Michelle Williams in play to win. Like even if, even in the face of Cate Blanchett with like the best reviews of her career and Michelle Yeoh with like a long awaited Oscar nomination. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were just trying to play like Oscar bingo in terms of the Oscars that the Famomans could collect on the way to best picture, sure. because it's like, maybe it's not going to win screenplay. Maybe like everything everywhere 
win screenplay, original screenplay. Right. Like Spielberg can win director. And then it seemed like this was a locked adding category. So it was like, it can take acting, directing and best picture, you know, like above the line. Sure. So now it's like the acting win is in doubt. Yes. So but maybe it doesn't need an acting win. I don't know. I mean, I guess it does, but maybe not. You never know. Uh, anything else on best actress choice? Um, I don't think so. Did anything else happen? I don't even remember. <laughs> I made a couple of changes to overall. We didn't even talk about these. Just looking at best actor. We could talk about best actor another time. Still remains not, not the strongest category. We saw uh, Banshees of Inisherin last week. Great film. So great. Uh, one of my faves of the year. And then right afterwards, we got the official, official confirmation that Brendan Gleeson would be supporting. I know, sad for you. Like, Colin, I, I told you he'll be in Colin support. Farrell will be lead, which is sad for me because I had Brendan Gleeson in for lead. Now I haven't been supporting, and I have Tom Cruise uh, in for Best Actor. You did it. I did it for Top Gun. And I also did a thing that you, I think, have had done for weeks. And I moved Elvis in for Best Picture, and I put Austin Butler in to win Best Actor. I moved him up to the top. Oh, I please explain. I rewatched Elvis on HBO Max. You can watch it right now. The performance is incredible. I still have mixed feelings about the movie, but I cannot deny. That doesn't matter. Uh, I cannot deny that the audience loves the movie. If you look at like the audience scores, it's like off the charts. And I guess I would compare it. I actually think it's much better than this movie. And certainly the performance is better. You know where I'm going to go. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, and people just really love the movie. They loved Rami Malek. And that's why you won Best Actor. And I think you could have a similar thing here. It's a great performance. Austin Butler's amazing. And the ending of the movie is so good that even when you're like, man, some of this stuff in the middle is not, not working. Uh, the end rules so much. You're like, that's a great movie. And I think Warner Brothers has already like been trying to like get people back out to see it in the theater. I feel like I've gotten like a few like, come see Elvis again on the big screen type emails. I think if they get this in front of voters, uh, and voters see it on the big screen, it'll be like an infectious, like kind of momentum building thing. And while Brendan Fraser obviously has like the great narrative and the emotional response to him and the film have been overwhelming in the screenings and the reviews, maybe not as overwhelming uh, afterward. I just feel like that's going to end up helping Austin Butler win. So I don't know. I have him, I have him winning and I have Elvis in. You're right. I think they have, he'll, it'll get in as a best picture nominee, just because people really like it. I mean, and sometimes the movies that people really like just get nominated. Yeah, and it's pretty, it's a hard 10. So right. it's, it's pretty open down there. Yes. Like at this moment. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, this on uh, this week on Dance from the Stars, they had Elvis night. And I was like really waiting for them to like bring out Austin and Tom. Not really, but you know, it, it'll have been great. I mean, that's on Disney Plus, so. Cool. Um, not the same as HBO Max, but right. Warner's. But um, yeah, I still have Austin. I didn't do anything to Beth Actor, so I still have Austin in first. And I still have a erstwhile Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. He's back. And they're in fifth. <laughs> He's back. Big week for you. <laughs> I have so a... That, this is, it's all part of his campaign, okay? I, I would say we both had Colin Farrell in before we saw Banshees. Having seen Banshees, very confident about that nomination. He's just wonderful in it, I thought. It's a great performance. I mean, I love it so much. I'm very excited for him to finally get his first nomination. And uh, I, I have not seen The Whale yet, but I would vote for Colin to win. Wow. Uh, I might also, but I, I was like watching it. I was like, this is this is maybe a bad way to watch movies. Joyce, certainly it is. I was like, not going to win. This is not, he's not going to win Best Actor. For this. I don't know. I just like- it's oh, No, like, I, don't, I don't think he's going to- when if, if it does come down to him, Brendan and Austin, I don't think he's gonna win at right this time. Right. Um, I think he'll have like uh, more critical support. Uh, probably he's already won the Bopi Cup. Um, I think he will too. I could see him winning. And a lot of but I think support. I think I, I mentioned this before. I think his the the issue with him is it's a great performance. It's like such such like a sad puppy dog performance, and also really funny too he has like this one line reading at the end that just killed me it was so funny I don't want to spoil it but he's he's uh reading a letter that he wrote and the first line of the letter so good so good it's the very delivery funny. is so good um and if you love in Bruges like you'll love this movie it's like kind of saying it's I think the the ending is less dark than in Bruges 
but it's still like in that same family it was, it's a black comedy like you know really good stuff and his performance is so good and um yeah but he's still he's just like he's a regular dude you know he doesn't have all these bells and whistles like austin and brendan right. have and you know like and and it's not like overtly baity the 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 character either because it's just the plot is you know just brendan gleason breaking up with him ending yeah. their friendship so he doesn't have you know like dementia or like alzheimer's like anthony hopkins did and the father um or even like casey affleck in manchester who you know sure. accidentally burned down his house and killed right. his children you know right. so it's i think um it, it would be a great one if he were to win but i do not have him winning right now <laughs> i uh, i don't either but i love his performance in it and i i actually think this is a great lineup even if it's like we've been saying like soft comparative best actress because there's just maybe like 12 actresses I think legitimately who you could argue maybe can get nominated and best actor is maybe five plus a few extras that we haven't even seen yet but I'm like Colin Farrell, Bill Nye, Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser as a top four is really strong that's like I like that group that's like they're really good performances really fun actors a lot of good narratives and different stories I think I just think that's a great group so, and then Tom Cruise so did you did you even think about putting in Tom at all or did you just go for it I didn't even think about it once Brendan was gone I just went into Tom that was it I was like here's the thing uh Tom Maverick rules the end I don't even I don't even think it's the best Tom Cruise performance like we've talked about we actually went through a lot of his stuff in the 90s man Tom Cruise is a great actor and I never once watching Top Gun Maverick was like, man, this is like Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise. But I do no, think it's, it's like- it's a it's a totally solid performance. Absolutely. He has like a great scene with Val uh, and Iceman. That, that would be his, like if his, you were to get in, that would be his Oscar clip. His Oscar pick for sure. Um, he's just so good. At, I mean, it's just, I just think it would get in because people love the movie. And like we said, a lot, of, it's just, I don't think- if all of these movies performed at the level that maybe we expected, I don't think Tom Cruise would be in, but I had him in. I don't know. I'm just like, I mean, go. I did put him in my globe predictions. Certainly. Did you do your globe prediction? I did. Maybe we could do that after this. Uh, we'll do, we'll do globes at the end. Do you also do SAG? I think I did. Okay. We can do that yeah. at the end. So globes. So those are my best actors. And then, so for supporting actress, we talked about this briefly with Michelle and we talked about this in the column. I have no idea what to do here. No. I mean, this is exciting because like it, it really felt like you know supporting actress was like the one locked category, which is fine, but also boring, even if it's a deserved winner. Um, but now it's just like chaos. So um, total chaos. I ended up putting Jesse Buckley back in. I did put her in at the bottom. At the bottom. <laughs> well, in fifth for me, maybe peer pressure because she's like first in our odds. I still have Claire um, Foy I have, in first. I just, I just let Claire Foy slide into first. Same. She was in second. Um, and I have Jesse in second. So I have them one, two right now. I have a, I have Carrie Condon in second for Banshees. I just love the I mean, performance we'll love so to much. see it for her to win. So I'm she, not sure really that she could get in because obviously she doesn't have a Me lot either. of name recognition. I mean, we need all the Better Call Saul stands to vote for her. And so also all the people who think she's Rebecca Ferguson probably would help too. Cause I think they look like they could play sisters. Um, uh, yeah. She's really great in movies. She wears a lot of amazing coats. The wardrobe in the movie is amazing. Cause Colin has good sweaters too. It actually, it's like, I guess, I don't know what I was expecting. I remember when we were talking about this way back, somebody in the comments choice, again, I hazard to say I read the comments but somebody was like, <laughs> is it even an original screenplay? Because Martin McDonough said it was like, he had ideas it's, it's, of, he's he's of since play. explained it that it was yeah. i think it just shares a similar title yes. but he never finished the play so i was like expecting it to be a little chamber piecey but it's not at all it's absolutely like gorgeous cinematography it's like really great sets and costumes like i put him in for director i think it's gonna i think i can get like a lot of nominations if, if the if the voters respond to it at least the way like i felt like everyone I've talked to is who's seen it has I don't know I think it could get like pretty far yeah I don't have him in director anymore because I put Sarah back in Sarah mm, Polly. Ah. but I would I would love to see him get in to director and um you know who else should get into supporting actress from that movie the donkey yes Jenny good, the donkey good donkey performance I'll tell you what I was also trying to figure out how to squeeze Barry Keoghan in 
uh, in support. I mean, I think, I think he could, I think it, there's a chance. I am not predicting it yet. <laughs> if the movie takes off, like I think it could, it e- it's an easy coattail. I feel like he's way more engaging could, than Jesse. Like that Clemens. could be the movie with the double noms and supporting actors. Yes, I, I really think it could be. He's so good in it. He was like, it's my favorite performance of his yet. I'd say he has a really good scene with Carrie too. Yeah, that's the other reason why I think they all could get nominated, including him. Is everybody's got great scenes with the the great actor or you know what i mean like everybody's great and, and they're yeah, all there's, just together there's like um a, a lot of permutations and yes. interactions between them so uh so i have i have claire i've carrie i have hong chow still for the whale i'm, I'm riding that coat I, I have her still i put through some adubo I'm, I'm sticking with her she's so good in, in woman king i i again might not happen but i i just would love I, I still have my nana haas coattail because why not there was, while we're doing this, race, there was a new trailer for, uh, for Tar. Yes, I saw, I got that email just oh. as we started recording. And then we didn't even mention, I mean, like, so then you have Nina Haas, Janelle Monet, Jean Smart, uh, the so son. Wait, so you, you took out Jean? I took out Jean for Jesse Buckley. Okay. So mine is chaos because I have uh, a bunch of long shots, I guess. Based I feel on like Haas. a lot of people, if they didn't already have Jean um, before the Michelle defection, most people put in gene yeah and again like i'm actually like very light on babylon acting nominations right now we haven't seen it i don't have any of them in but i'm like it could oh, get, you, like, you don't have brad either i don't have brad i don't have uh gene i don't have margo i don't have diego but there's a world where all four of them get nominated yeah. um i have margo and brad still i think i have a uh, so for supporting actor and then maybe we'll switch to the golden globes because I'm sticking with Judd Hirsch to win. Uh, uh, Kihi Kwan from Everything Everywhere, close second. Brendan Gleeson in third. I was, I'm not sure if Brendan Gleeson can win. He's so good. But I, I found, tell me if you think this, again, maybe me being bad faith, Chris. I was like, the character is so complicated and it doesn't actually like, the movie doesn't tell you what to think, which I love about Mark McDonough movies. Mm-hmm. And so are people going to watch this and be like, I'm not gonna, I don't get what Brent, I don't get the Brendan Gleason character and I'm not gonna vote for him, that kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, I can definitely, this, the movie is not gonna be for everyone. I, I can see a lot of people being, especially if you've never seen the Martin Madonna movie, I can see you being just like, what the hell, or expecting a different ending and stuff. Um, but it, it's true, Brendan's POV in the movie is kind of, um, knowing and effable but yeah. you, you know his intentions but you don't know like his like inner thoughts right. really um and yeah it, it's it's a, a lot of the pov is from colin's point of view so i think like the lead supporting thing is completely fine sure um uh i think he could win in a way that like the category is really open and he's you know such a veteran actor, yeah. longtime actor, and like you know, it'll be his first nomination and everything. So um, it'd be great. I just yeah, like watching I, I it. I was like, I have him in second. I still have Kiki Kwan at first. I, I was just like, this is complicated, and I don't know if people like complicated. Yeah, I think the the movie would have to be really big for right. any of the actors to win. Really, I gotta say though, I think it could get like I was look, like watching. I was like. I think he could get directing, though maybe he gets snubbed. I could see cinematography, score, costumes. Like it could get an, an original screenplay that's like plus three acting nominations in a picture. That's like nine nominations basically for this. Oh, and I mean, it, it could get four acting nominations. Right. It could get up to 10. It's gonna, I think it, I actually do think it could go really far. Um, I still have Ryan Tyree Henry for Causeway, still stumped for him. And my boy Jeremy Strong Joyce. Kevin did you read the profile or did you just read the quotes I sent you? I just read the quotes you sent me. I'll read the profile later, uh, but love to see it. I think, I actually do think that that's a nomination that will happen. I think, he, like I said last week, he's going to get a critics nomination or win. And it just feels like this is the moment when we anoint him an Oscar nominee and the industry is going to want that to happen, I think. And he has so many famous friends who like and support him, including we, Robert Downey Jr. Like read the, the voice memos from Robert Downey yes, Jr.? Yes, yes, do it. So this is the THR profile that dropped today. Yes. New dad just dropped. New Jeremy Strong profile just dropped. Um, photo shoot, great. He's back in brown. Love it. 
it, it was really disconcerting now. when he did not wear brown to the Emmys. Probably um, why he lost. Yeah. I mean, that's why he didn't win, you know? So, um, so yeah. So obviously, you know, when you do profiles on people, you want to talk to their friends, coworkers for color. RDJ leaves a voice memo to the author, the writer. I think it's Seth, right? I think Seth wrote this. Um, so five of them, first one. Jeremy is a connector in his work, in his friendships, in his extended family. Jeremy is the ultimate tour guide of anything and anywhere you go. My long suffering wife depends on him whenever we're scheduling vacation time together. Number two, Jeremy's rhythm and acting style is somewhere between Sisyphus and James Dean. Number three, not the eternal punishment via Zeus Sisyphus, but rather the individual rolling the boulder up a hill. We call that process and sacrifice for your craft. Number four, the James Dean side is the loneliness, the sacrifice. I have never encountered an actor who has spent more time preparing to meet his job in the middle. And finally, number five, but mostly, again, James Dean, only the gentle are ever really strong. I mean, it's the guy's surname. And if I had to pick one word to describe his heart, it would be gentle. Wow. I mean, RDJ, amazing campaigner. <laughs> I got to say, I was so psyched this week. Uh, speaking of RDJ. Uh, oh, senior, the going senior, to Netflix. Senior was my favorite movie at Telluride. I just absolutely loved it. Uh, it's so good. And I, it got picked up by Netflix this week. And I'm like, let's get RDJ and Oscar for Senior. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, I, I love a good doc, especially about old Hollywood. Um, it's really good. His pops, obviously, who died last year. Yeah, it, and... it's so good. Yeah. So I'm like big for an RDJ renaissance. You know, N- Netflix does really well in the documentary category. So, so yeah, I was, I was like, that. So, so based on, I, I'm telling you, uh, Armageddon time, I think Jeremy's getting in. I really do. I think that you could make the case that Anthony Hopkins will steal some of his thunder, but I also don't think Anthony Hopkins is going to campaign at all, obviously, right? Like he's like, he's great in the movie. He doesn't do that. No. He doesn't do that. And he just won. And I feel like people will be like, he's great, but we don't like Jeremy's going to be like the focal point, I think, of the whole thing. And so I'm like, let's go. Let's get Jeremy an Oscar nomination. Um, I, I don't have an in at the moment. Wait until you see it. You'll see it and be like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see it because it, 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 it takes place at my stomping grounds in Queens. James Gray and I grew up in the same place. Yeah, so. uh, it's a great movie. It's really James good. Gray also had never heard of Jeremy Strong. I don't believe that, but maybe I do. Yeah. Also from that movie, Anne Hathaway will campaign as a supporting actress choice. What a, what a headline, because if you see the movie, it'll be like, no kidding. Uh, I mean, imagine if Jeremy gets in and wins and Michelle Williams also wins. That'd be great. They could like talk about Besties. pushing, uh, hanging out together because they're friends in real yeah. life. They, they, she, he lived in her basement after he died, so. So Joyce, uh, Golden Globes. Are you ready? They're back. back. (laughs) Uh, Well, then I have to pull it up because I was not prepared. (laughs) I'm not prepared either. I'm actually going through it right now. I don't Uh, remember what I did. I did this in like 10 minutes, I think, last week. Okay. Okay, hang on. So the Golden Globes are back. We've talked about this last week a little bit in reference to the movie Amsterdam, which I will show. I think I have showing up here at least once. Uh, We could go. Want to just go through? There's 10 film categories. Want to just do film and just like kind of go through it quick? Sure. So for best film drama, Joyce, remember this Golden Globes what musical and comedy. Love it. I have the Fablemans in first. I have Elvis, uh, Top Gun Maverick, Empire of Light, and Avatar. Um, I have Fablemans, Woman Talking, Tar, Elvis, and Top Gun. So Women Talking and Tar both feel like if this was the old Globes, they'd have no chance. Perhaps as the new Globes, maybe they will but I'm still going no chance. So that's why I don't have them in. It's, it's just, it's hard to, I mean, we talked about this last week. Their, their picks last year were really good. Yes. Like sometimes like they're, they're just unhinged and who they award and nominate to. But overall, I don't really have an issue with any of their choices last year. Last year was great. I wish it was televised. Yes. I'm, I'm choosing violence though with my, my picks this year. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, for best actress in a drama, Joyce, I have Kate Blanchett. I have Michelle Williams. Uh, everything everywhere in their designation is a comedy, or would be. So Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams, Viola Davis, Naomi Ackie, 
and Anna de Armas for Blonde. Blonde out today on Netflix. Can't wait. We didn't even talk about it. <laughs> well, it you know what? The press store has rivaled uh, Don't Worry Darling. D- like Andrew Dominic really said, hold my beer. He was like, Olivia, hold my, uh, hold my beer. I have, to, I have to go out here and just call, uh, cast dispersions on every Marilyn Monroe movie. And, uh, Incredible stuff. Just all time. Really, uh, really, really great. Uh, but I am Anna getting in because I feel like that's a Globesy performance and a nomination. That's true. And they nominated her for Knives Out. Yes. Um, I have Kate, Michelle Williams, Viola, Danielle, and Naomi Aki. So we split on, and uh, I have Anna, you have Danielle, but we both have Naomi Aki. Boy, it feels like that's like a guarantee Globes nomination. Just how could it not be? I don't know. <laughs> uh, for best actor, I have Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Austin Butler for Elvis, Bill Nye for Living, Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick, even though he gave back his Globes or smelted his I'm Globes. I'm telling you, when he and Brendan tie, they're going to give Tom four Globes. Yeah. And then I put Jeremy Pope in for the inspection. You know what's funny? What? I have the exact same lineup. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we each did this on our own. (laughs) Because I did not look at anyone's when I did this. No. (laughs) Literally didn't like five. It just feels like something that could happen. It just feels like they will go left field with something. So I guess my hope would be the goes not only go left field but use their platform to elevate like right. performers and performances who are new to the scene, right? Like that's like the, that's what you hope. Jeremy Pope obviously is a, like an acclaimed actor, but this is like his big movie, like kind of breakout. It's, and- it's kind of how like last year in, in this category, they also nominated Mahershala Ali for Swan Song, yes. which no one saw, right? you know, but like the people who did all agree, like he was great in it. Right. You know? uh, for comedy film musical, Joyce, Everything Everywhere, Babylon, Banshees, Glass Onion, and Amsterdam are my five. I have Everything Everywhere, Banshees, Babylon, Glass Onion, and Bros. Wow, nice. That's some uh, this Friday, Billy Eichner's movie. Uh, good choice, probably. Neither you know, one sometimes of us... they just go with the outright comedy. Right. In the spot, so. Uh, neither one of us picked Triangle of Sadness. That's also potentially I thought bulging. about it. Um, and then I was like, I'm, I'll go with like the bigger mainstream one. Right. Not mentioned here by us, Bardo, which is eligible. Um, not as much of a comment. I don't think I have that in no. anywhere here. No. Uh, best we'll film. They, he cut, he cut 20 minutes from it. I'll see it again. Uh, best film comedy, uh, comedy musical actress, Michelle Yeoh for everything everywhere. Margot Robbie, Babylon, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. We've been asked to talk about that a few times, I feel like, in the comments. Solid movie, somehow eligible. It's on Hulu right now. They, they appealed because right? they claimed they made the decision before the Oscars changed the right. rules again. So. Uh, she's great in it. Love Emma Thompson. Good movie. Yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu and Julie Roberts for Ticket to Paradise are my five. Uh, love to see it. Um, I have Michelle, Margot, Emma. I have Kiki Palmer for mm-hmm. Nope. And then I put in Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. I did think about our uh, favorite movie duo, Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And spoiler alert, I did not put either of them in. Wow. I feel bad about it. It's a movie that has apparently been out internationally for weeks. Yes. We still have not seen it here in, in, in America. You save the best for last. Can't wait. Uh, for best actor in a musical or comedy, Colin Farrell, like we were just talking about, have him win, winning for, for, for so Banshees. This will be his second globe for a Martin Madonna film. Uh, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion. Billy Eichner for Bros. Daniel Radcliffe for Weird. And Nicholas Holt for The Menu. Those are my five. Um, I have Colin, Daniel, Diego Calva. Yep. For Babylon. I also have Billy Eichner for Bros. And also Nicholas Holt for the menu. Nice. It, Nicholas Holt feels very globesy and the menu feels very globesy. I'm very excited to see the menu, by the way. That's not an aspersion on the movie. I cannot wait. It it's looks it's like... basically succession meets like knives out. Yes, with like more violence. Yeah. 
Uh, supporting actress, this one, good lord, I have no idea. I've carried Condon in there winning for Vanchies, Janelle Monet for Glass Onion, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere. Not really talked about her. I, I don't understand why that would happen, but I've seen people like ex- suggesting that she, she could win an Oscar. She has been a huge supporter of the Globes and uh, their reforms. Yes. So, so I think she'll get in. And then Jean Smart for Babylon and then Claire Foy for Women Talking. Um, okay. I have Jesse, Claire, Janelle, Carrie, and Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere. Mm-hmm. I did think about doing both Stephanie and Jamie. And then I just did Stephanie. So we we were talking about the Oscars before. I've had Stephanie in and then kind of moved her out. She's my favorite performance in the whole movie. So it's not a mention, not a matter of like her work. But I'm like, is is it possible they get two? Is Jamie Lee Curtis a legitimate Oscar nominee, like Oscar contender there? I didn't think so, but maybe. For the Oscars or the, the Well, for the Oscars, I'm saying. Like, I mean, I, th- I think they all have to like really go hard. The actors have to really go hard on the movie. Because the thing I mean, is like she, like to get the nomination, you need, it, it's ranked. So you need a lot of number ones. So you can like appear on a lot of ballots in like four or five. But that's if you don't have enough number ones, you're not going to get in. Like people can have like fewer um, appearances on ballots, but if you have a lot of top placements, like you'll get nominated. So I'm just wondering, like, who is going to put her at number one? I don't know. Michael Myers. Like you know, she's great in the movie, funny, but like is is like I see more people putting Stephanie over her in first. I thought that, but I'm like, maybe, I mean, Jimmy Curtis, obviously beloved Hollywood icon. I, I guess I could see it. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, her. I can see her getting at the Globes. You know, she, she's a past winner for True Lies. She definitely will get in for the, I definitely think she'll get in for the Globes. And I think she could even win probably at the Globes, but um, which said maybe she ends up being a serious contender if she wins. I, I also, cause I had like double woman talking. So I was like, do I want double woman talking and double everything everywhere? Right. I don't know. So uh, for best supporting actor, I key Kwan for everything everywhere. Brendan Gleeson for Banshees, Brad Pitt for Babylon, Judd Hirsch for Fablemans, and Tom Hanks as the Colonel in Elvis. Um, I have Brendan, Kiki Kwan, Paul Dano, uh, Ben Wishaw for Women Talking, and I don't even remember doing this, um, and Brad. <laughs> so Tom Hanks is a big, that's a big Globesy performance. It is, it's also very saggy too. Yes. And I could see him getting, I honestly think he can get in both places, but definitely at the Globes. I think he could be like this year's Jared. He's the boof of 2022. I, I mean, both Toms could be Jared. Yeah, but from a prosciutto standpoint, uh, Tom Hanks is really bringing the ham that Jared it's does. Yeah, It's There's like a, really um, good. Do you think he ranks Elvis as one of his uh, four good movies he's made in his career? So unclear. I'll tell you what, everybody was writing that up. And then I was thinking back, Bill Simmons had Tom Hanks on like six months ago. And Tom Hanks was like, he asked him to rank his three favorite movies or three best movies. And he's like, I can rank three. And I always think of them as the experience making the movie rather than the movie itself. So he picked like A League of Their Own was his top choice. And then I believe Castaway was his second choice. And the third one was Cloud Atlas. So it's not like what you would expect. So when Tom Hanks says, I've only made four good movies, I don't know what his- three and then a mystery. Maybe, or or depend, who knows what his criteria is, right? He like is thinking about the experience, what it felt like making them, not necessarily- I mean, and well, as we know, he's already, you know, he's he's said like, you know, like Forrest Gump, you know, like I I, I could never, it could never be made today or like it, the reception like today would not be the same sure. and, like, and like Philadelphia I would never be cast today and right so he's just lopping off movies yeah I mean fingers crossed for me for Dragnet love Tom Hanks and Dragnet hopefully that made the top four for him um you know I'm hoping for you've got mail sure another classic yeah or Elvis depends that's how he sounds he got COVID for this he should get not he, he was, was the, the first, first person, person to get, to get COVID. COVID. The first famous person to get COVID. First famous person to get COVID. And he should get an Oscar nomination or a Golden Globe nomination at the very least. Uh for best director, I have Spielberg, Chazelle, Sarah Polly, Jimmy Cameron, and the Daniels. Um, I have Steven, Sarah, uh, Damien Chazelle, Todd Field, mm-hmm. and Martin Madonna. Sure. So um, I did I I don't have Avatar anywhere. And I've like really thought about, especially with the re-release over the weekend. 
Um, but I, I just decided like, I'm just going to wait until like it actually comes out. I mean, a lot of these are like, wait and see. I feel like that in Black Panther, obviously, like the two big yeah. ones that people are waiting for. Uh, I'm of two minds with the gyms, with Avatar. I'm like, haven't seen it since it came out. I'm not the biggest Avatar stan, Joyce. Me either. Uh, love James Cameron. Hard to bet against him. Don't really care about Pandora. So I'm like, you know, obviously I'm going to see this. I want to see the old Avatar and like on the big screen. I think that would be kind of fun. I mean, why not? I don't know. I, I But for the Globes, I feel like it's like, yeah, they're going to be all in on Avatar. Also, not that it's corrupt anymore because obviously they did so many great things. But I'm like, they really want, you know, they need people to watch. And I was like, I think like a movie like Avatar getting nominated will help. Same with the Oscars. They need people to watch too. So. But I think that's just that it like that thinking is such a fallacy because like people like yes like these movies will make millions of dollars in the box office but not everyone who wanted to see that movie is gonna watch an award show like they'll just like go online they'll get an alert saying like no that's fair that's fair that's fair like i i understand like my my friends see see movies but they don't watch award shows like i do uh and then last would be screenplay joys i have everything everywhere fablemans Women Talking, Banshees, and Babylon. That's our top five in the odds. Um, I have the same five. So. Go us. I mean, I think Glass Onion would be like an alternate probably for Ryan Johnson. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, like, yeah, the Globes only have one screenplay category, so you have to consolidate both. I mean, like you were saying, like, last year's winners were great. They did a, they picked some good, made some good choices. Uh, I have no idea what to expect from this year's show. And I have no idea how the industry will respond to the winners, I guess. In the past, I do think it legitimized movies and performers when they won a Globe. Well, yeah, because that's how it kick-started. It was always the first. I mean, it's still going to be the mm-hmm. first award show of the calendar year um, in January. So it just, like, it kicked off your campaign, and it's the second oldest. You know, right. it's going to be its 80th year. Um, and, you know, like we talked about, like, like the plebeians know what the globes are. Right. People know what the globes are. It's a big deal to win an award. It's a big deal to like give a speech. And so like someone like Austin Butler, if he ends up winning a globe, if it's still a neck and neck race with Brendan Fraser and he wins at the globes, gives a great speech that could in theory in the past, I think would have like been like, Oh, like launch him off. Here we go. Like this is a race now, or maybe he's the front runner now. That kind of. Yeah. It's just, it's more about like, it doesn't even really matter what, you say in the speech is just kind of like the the perception of the reaction to it and like if people are talking about it you know and then it'll make people want to seek it out um and like yes a lot of them are have definitely been like good speeches like like when glenn close won for the wife she gave a great speech right and like so i again though i don't know like now it's on a weekday it hasn't been on tv in a year will people respond to it the same way i don't know i have no idea i guess i mean like that's months from now that we'll be talking about this but i'm just like I have no idea how this will help or hurt campaigns. I, I do th- well, the January. thing is, I think, and you know, I mean, we talked about this before, you know, some of the winners last year acknowledged their wins when it, yeah. you know, when, when like, you know, it, 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 all the, you know, the shunning of it just felt kind of performative when it's like, right. I, I understand why, why you're taking the stand and like, yes, they, they need to make these changes. Right. But, and it, and it felt like, um, like before the, they handed out the awards on Twitter, it felt like no one was going to acknowledge like they were happening, right? But then these people were, and like some studios were just like tweeting like congratulations to West Side Story for winning the Golden Globe, <laughs> right. you know? So some of them were, were already doing that this past year. So um, yeah, um, and you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis, an, an ambassador, you know, I think a lot of them have, um, I guess, uh, forgiven them you know, for lack of a better word, and, um, you know, uh, like the, the changes or the strides they've tried to make, it, it's been a very bumpy road to get here yeah. for them too, because they've had a lot of people also um, leave um, during this whole thing, not like like people, like yeah. strategists working with them leave, like right. while they're trying to reform. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, people will show up, let's yeah. say. I think so. Um, I mean, I mean we'll watch, obviously, I can't wait. Yeah. More war shows, Joyce. I don't know. Do you want to do the SAGs? And we could do SAG briefly. I mean, there's only like five categories. Yeah, let me load. I have to load it up. Hang on. Should we, we could do vamping music. Hang on. Let's see. All right. This one is, this one's quick. Uh, 
So for, for ensemble, Joyce, I've got Women Talking, The Fablemans, Everything Everywhere, Babylon, and The Woman King. Okay, I have Everything Everywhere, Fablemans, Women Talking, Glass Onion, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wow. Uh, they won last time. Yeah. And uh, I think Glass, or the, the first Knives Out would have gone in um, had it been released earlier or screeners have been sent out earlier. So what are the differences that we have? You have Woman King. Yes. Right. Um, I have, so you you have, have Babylon? One, yeah, I have Babylon and Women. I don't King. have Babylon. Okay. Those are great. I was also thinking of Banshees, but I could see it getting individual nominations, not ensemble. Yeah, like like favorite style. Yep. So uh I like your I like your picks there. Black Panther, sure. I, I again not gonna count it out. Uh for best actress, I have Cape Lanchette for Tar. Uh, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Jessica Chastain for The Good Nurse. Wow. Um, defending champion. Yes. Okay. I have Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Blanchett, Michelle Williams, Viola Davis, and Naomi Aki. Sure. Uh, Jessica Chastain, yeah. I feel like just... The most sag, the most sag at this side of Viola Davis. Um, so I think I, I have Michelle Yeoh winning this. Yeah. Because I think even if like Kate Blanchett were going to win the Oscar, I can see her losing this. I think it's definitely the more populist movie, certainly, and yes. not as chilly of a performance as uh, Tar. So <laughs> uh, for actor Joyce, very similar to my, my Oscar picks. I have actually the same five. Brendan Fraser, Austin Butler, Bill Nye, Colin Farrell, and Tom Cruise. Um, I have Austin, Brendan, Colin, Tom Cruise. Um, and I have a Hugh Jackman in there still because sure. I, I don't know what to do. I didn't put in Bill Nye because I don't, I feel like that might be like a little bit too small for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's coming out later in the year. So I guess, I mean, it's SPC. So they, they'll really have to get the screeners out, um, which they can do. Um, so I don't know. I, I just put in Tom. I would say the other people I would consider if I took out Bill Nye, because I do think he's like the- uh, he's, he's the type of Oscar nominee who would miss SAG. Correct. And it's a vulnerable one, I would say. So I would look at, if it was me and I was going to take him out, Christian Bale for Amsterdam <laughs> and Daniel Craig for Glass Onion. I think they could be legitimate SAG nominees. <laughs> uh, for supporting actress, Claire Foy for Women Talking, Carrie Condon for Banshees, I have Judith Ivy for Women Talking. I have Jesse Buckley for Women Talking. And I have Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. Uh, I have Claire and Jesse, uh, Stephanie Sue, Janelle Monet. And then I don't remember doing this, but I have Samantha Morton for She Said. Nice. <laughs> I also thought of doing Gabrielle Union for the inspection. I feel like, again, a SAG-friendly actor who's worked with everyone has a great reputation in the industry. So um, I can see her, I can see her getting in if they really um, campaign to SAG and get the screeners out early. Right, that's the issue. So, so I don't have her in now, but I could. I, I have her in sixth. Uh, and then for supporting actor, uh, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Key Kwan for Everything Everywhere, Jeremy Strong for Armageddon Time, Paul Dano for The Fablemans, and Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Uh, I have Kihi Kwan, Brendan Gleeson, Paul Dano, Judd Hirsch, and also Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Two, this two is, this is like my, um, I, I called um, Jamie Foxx for Good, uh, good Mercy, Just Mercy, um, like years ago. And I just, I never abandoned him. I was just like, I'm just going to stick with him because like that, that was a case of like when they were just uh campaigning to SAG voters and like getting a movie out from them and like he got in I'm not saying they're like gonna do that with this specifically but it just kind of feels like the type of performance that would get in here Jared Leto and Little Things yeah uh here are my thoughts on The Good Nurse people seem to like it a tip it made like a quiet but positive debut there Mm -hmm. and 
Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne are two of the most uh, beloved and campaign forward actors that we have. They love doing it. So I think if they're out there promoting their work and the work is really good, that actors especially will respond to them. So I have them getting in at SAG. I wouldn't even sleep on them getting Oscar nominations either, but I think Jessica's road is a little harder because the category is so crowded. Eddie could definitely sneak in supporting actor nomination too at the Oscars. I I haven't seen a movie yet, Um, but they made a choice to run him in supporting, but now I'm just like, you know, lead is uh, open too. (laughs) I mean, they're both open. He could get in either one probably, but boy. Uh, Joy, so that's it. So next week we'll we'll come back and we'll have seen anything. I don't even know. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. We'll talk about something else. This is fun. I'll talk to you later. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.